You're a wizard, Harry. You're Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Famous Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh my God. I've killed Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, of course. I'm Harry. Harry Potter. Hello, and welcome to Witch Weekly. I'm Amira. And I'm Ashwini. And today, as you've probably guessed, we are talking about the wizarding world of Harry Potter. It's pretty clear that we are avid Harry Potter fans, Potterheads if you will, and we will take you along as we discuss characters, problematic aspects of the franchise, book versus movie adaptations, and fanfiction. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. There's no doubt that Harry Potter is one of the most influential works of the century. It has managed to capture the imagination of people of all ages and ingrained itself firmly in our culture. The book's series' widespread popularity and the profound impact it has on its readers is nearly unmatched. This story of friendship, bravery, and love clearly resonates with fans. It's been 14 years since the last Harry Potter novel was released, and yet wizarding merchandise is as ubiquitous as ever. There's been an explosion of Potter fan fictions, there's quizzes, there's amusement parks, there's even real-life Quidditch teams. In fact, the popularity of the Harry Potter series is such that the author, J.K. Rowling, is the first person ever to become a billionaire by writing books. So what is it exactly that makes Harry Potter so popular? How has the story of a young boy with a scar managed to win over all our hearts? I think there's many reasons as to why Harry Potter is as big as it is today. Um, I just think the idea of uh, a wizarding world is just so wonderful and awe-inspiring. Reading the books as a kid, and even now, it's so easy to become immersed in this incredible world of magic, excitement, and adventure. Yeah, I mean, there's just something so magical about these books. I mean, from the very first time I read the series, I totally fell in love with Hogwarts and the Wizarding World. To this day, reading these books is still my favorite form of escapism. No other story has managed to captivate me in the same way Harry Potter has. The stories we love best do live in us forever. I think the characters in particular are just such an important part of why these books resonate so much with me and with other readers. They're also well-developed and multifaceted and relatable, and I think that's just what makes them so special. There's kind of someone for everyone. I mean, personally, growing up, I loved Luna and Neville. I just think they're so sweet, and I really admire that they find the good in everyone, no matter what the situation is. Like, when Luna was held captive in the Malfoy Manor, she continued to be her lovely self and stayed optimistic. I just thought it was really cute and inspiring. And then, of course, there's the infamous Hermione Granger. She's been a role model for me since the first time I read the books. I always try to find similarities between the two of us, like we're both born in September and we share the same zodiac sign. I also really valued her hard work and organizational skills. If you two don't mind, I'm going to bed before either of you come up with another clever idea to get us killed. Or worse, expelled. Yeah, Hermione was one of my favorite characters as well. Reading the books, I kind of saw myself in her and wanted to become more like her. So, really wanting to excel in school and reading lots of books. I also adored Ginny Weasley. I think her character development was just so well done. You know, she kind of starts off as this timid, quiet, reserved little girl, and then becomes this incredibly brave, fierce, and powerful character. Absolutely, and I think another thing that makes the Harry Potter novels hit so close to home is the themes. 
You know, throughout the books, we're taught the power of love and the importance of friendship. And Harry's ability to survive Voldemort's killing curse is a direct result of his mother's love. By sacrificing her own life to save her son, Lily Potter actually gave Harry a magical form of protection that shielded him from Voldemort's curse. We see that Voldemort's inability to understand love was his biggest fault and the cause of his downfall. You're the weak one, and you'll never know love or friendship. And I feel sorry for you. Another theme in the books is the power of choice. You know, throughout the series, we see that there are actually many similarities between Harry and Voldemort. Their wand cores, their ability to talk to snakes, but their choices are what make them so different. So, you know, this kind of makes you realize that we all have the ability to make these choices in life. Good and evil exist because we can understand them in our minds and use them to make decisions. It's not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. I think rereading the books again at an older age is kind of when I really started to truly understand and uh, appreciate the important lessons found in the Harry Potter books. Yeah, for sure. Rereading the books again when you're older, you definitely have a different perspective than before. You know, you start to see more foreshadowing, notice little details, and maybe start to relate more to some of the characters. I think for me, rereading the Harry Potter books again recently, I started to notice some of the more problematic aspects that I didn't pay attention to when I was younger. And one thing that really shocked me was Hermione's internalized misogyny. I think the thing that stood out to me the most was the way Hermione treated her female classmates. You know, she outwardly expressed her dislike or disinterest in all things traditionally feminine. And you can see this in the way she treats Lavender and Parvati. You know, she kind of dismisses them for their interest in more feminine or frivolous things. Lavender in particular is looked down upon by Hermione for her giggly and emotive personality. And same thing goes for Hermione's treatment of Flau. She mocks Flau for flaunting her good looks and really undermines her intelligence and bravery. Yeah, definitely. I think overall throughout the series, we're kind of given the impression that Hermione's above these more stereotypically feminine traits. Like, she's not obsessed with her appearance and she's also not overly emotional. Um, in fact, she kind of embodies the whole not like other girls trope. And all this is not to slander Hermione, as I said before. She's one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah, she's clever and witty and loyal and brave, but I think her unfair treatment of other female characters is something important to be aware of and something important to talk about. It's okay for a character to have flaws. I think that actually makes them more relatable. You know, the more you think about it, the more you kind of look into it, the more you start to see internalized misogyny in other parts of the books as well. We see Ginny Weasley slut-shamed more than once in both Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hollows. We also see Lavender dismissed as this kind of crazy ex-girlfriend for being distraught about the end of her relationship with Ron. And then we see Cho portrayed as this meek and kind of overly sensitive girl for crying all the time in Order of the Phoenix. But when you think about it, her boyfriend was literally murdered the last year, so I think she has the right to be upset. I just think that recognizing the more problematic ways in which women are portrayed in the books is important because the narrative that acting less feminine equals being more worthy of respect is not one that we should be pushing, consciously or not. Yeah, absolutely. And there's also the issue of lack of diversity in the Harry Potter series. Uh, there are a total of two black characters, Kingsley Shacklebolt and Dean Thomas. Then, yeah, there's the absolute travesty that is Cho Chang. I mean, you're telling me that in a world full of fantastical names like Luna Lovegood and Nymphadora Tonks, Rowling settled on mixing two Korean last names to portray the only visible Asian character? I mean, that's just racist, lazy writing. 
She needs to sort out her priorities. Another thing I've realized while rereading the series at an older age is that Snape and Dumbledore should not be portrayed as heroes. It just doesn't really sit right with me. I mean, just because Snape came over to the good side eventually doesn't really excuse all the horrible things he did and continued to do. I mean, he literally bullied children. He was so incredibly cruel to Neville, despite knowing his tragic backstory, and then bullied him to the point that he was Neville's Bogart. Like, Neville had parents who were tortured into insanity by Voldemort's followers, yet his biggest fear is a teacher at his school. Something doesn't really add up. And Dumbledore is even worse. He quite literally raises Harry like a pig for slaughter. I mean, the least he could have done was be honest instead of manipulating and dancing around the subject. Or he could have at least given him a choice instead of meticulously crafting a life for him. What it really comes down to is that Snape was a bully who was obsessed with Harry's mom. And Dumbledore was a master manipulator. I mean, he was deceitful. He was lying to Harry from the start. I think J.K. Rowling really wanted us to think of these two characters as heroes, but they really weren't. And while we're on the subject of some of the more not-so-nice things about the Harry Potter franchise, let's discuss the movie portrayals of some of the main characters. I feel like they kind of brutalized them and made them a lot more one-dimensional. You know, got rid of the details and parts of them that kind of made them more likable and fitting. Yeah, I think one incredibly frustrating example of this is their portrayal of Ron. He's one of my favorite characters. He's so funny, sarcastic, and would do anything for his best friends. But the movies really reduced him to this flat, dumb, jealous sidekick. They remove or lessen some of his best lines and actions from the books. One instance that really infuriates me in particular is in the third movie, Prisoner of Azkaban. In the books, Ron stands up to the presumed murderer, Sirius Black, saying, if you want to kill Harry, you'll have to kill us too. But in the movies, they give this line to Hermione. That's insulting! Absolutely, and I don't know why they do this. They're trying to make Hermione into this perfect girl. They give her all the best lines and strip her of all her flaws. But by doing this, they actually kind of ruin her character, as well as Ron's. They make her flat, less realistic, and like I said earlier, less relatable. That's totally barbaric. Another injustice in the movies is the portrayal of Ginny Weasley. In the books, Ginny is the ultimate badass. She's an exceptional Quidditch player, she's daring, she's brave. She stands up for what she believes in, and she's a fierce protector of her friends and family. In the movies, however, Ginny is this flat, unlikable character whose one personality trait is that she's Harry's girlfriend. That one awkward scene where she bends down to tie Harry's shoe makes me so mad because book Ginny would not be caught dead doing that. It's ghastly. All of this said, I do think the movies help bring the wizarding world into reality. It's really nice to see all the things you imagined in your head for so long come to life. I mean, the Hogwarts castle is magical, the actors and actresses are unbelievable, and the music is simply incredible, and so Harry Potter-ish. Definitely. Sometimes it's nice to see other people's versions of the Wizarding World. I think one of the main reasons Harry Potter is such a popular fanfiction topic is because it's so open to interpretation. I mean, there's so much you can do with it. There's so many plot lines you can follow and so many loopholes you can investigate. Messrs. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs are proud to present the Marauder's Map. Recently, we both read a Harry Potter fanfiction called All the Young Dudes. This collection of three 700-page books follows the story of the Marauders during their time at Hogwarts. 
The Marauders which you may recognize from the Marauders map include Harry's dad, James Potter, and his friends Remus Lupin, Sirius Black, and Peter Pettigrew. I really enjoy that these books are mostly based off of canon, and it really expanded my perspective of the wizarding world beyond the main Harry Potter series. The author does such an amazing job at making the readers feel like they are there with the characters. I mean, you get to see them grow up, become friends, fall in love, and struggle with all the pain of a wizarding world at war. She also goes more into detail about the backgrounds of certain characters. We see how Peter gets left out a lot, we see how Snape bullies others, and we even see more into the struggles that Remus faces as an orphan werewolf. I would 100% never justify Peter selling out James and Lily to Voldemort, but I do feel for him when he was a young boy. But oh my gosh, besides that, all these characters have my heart. They are so beautifully written and well-developed that I've honestly kind of become emotionally attached to them. Yeah, the books are exceptionally well-written. All the characters are really explored in detail, and it's cool to be able to piece together what you know about them from the actual Harry Potter books, and then kind of extend your understanding with what you're reading in All the Young Dudes. It actually makes me a little sad, because I feel like fanfiction kind of has a bad rep. You know, it's not really thought of as real literature, and it's easy to sneer or turn your nose up at it. But really, fanfiction is just fiction that happens to be grown out of something that came before it. Many fanfiction writers are actually extremely talented and exceptionally creative. Not to mention, their work gives fans the opportunity to broaden their own understandings of the characters and worlds of the books or movies they love so much. Absolutely, and moving back to all the young dudes, I think another thing that makes this series stand out is the author's incorporation of queer relationships. The books are written from Remus's point of view, and focuses on his love relationship with Sirius Black. While doing this, she also describes the positive and negative aspects of coming out really well, and I think that a lot of individuals find that relatable, and it makes their experience much more enjoyable. Unlike Rowling, this author is more diverse, and that is super uplifting, and actually makes the plot more engaging and real. I think it's cool the way fans have been able to create entire backgrounds and storylines for extremely minor characters from the Harry Potter series. Mary MacDonald, for example, was literally mentioned once in the books, but after reading All the Young Dudes, I've fallen in love with her character. By reading this fanfic, you also learn to sympathize with some of the villains from the original books. Take Regulus Black the Death Eater, for example. While reading, you start to understand some of the complexities of his character, and see the reasons for why he did what he did. I find it crazy that from the Harry Potter series, so many communities have been formed. On TikTok particularly, you see edits, mini fanfics, and discussion posts that really bring everyone in the fandom together. Yeah, absolutely. On TikTok, I've seen so many videos of people analyzing characters and scenes from the books. I've also heard people sharing headcanons for the versions of characters they have created in their heads. For example, this song that's playing right now, Good Old Fashioned Loverboy, is a song that is seen by many as kind of a theme song for the Marauders. In fact, music in general is a big part of the Marauders era. In All the Young Dudes, Sirius and Remus bond over their love of muggle music and artists like David Bowie and Queen. Now whenever I hear this song, all I can think of is their relationship. What I also find so incredibly interesting is how a fan cast was created for the Marauders and other characters in their generation. Like, they fancasted Ben Barnes as Sirius Black, Aaron Taylor Johnson as James Potter, Andrew Garfield as Remus Lupin, and Timothy Chalamet as Regulus Black. This really shows how powerful and influential the series is. I mean, fans have come up with a background, physical appearance, and traits of characters that were maybe mentioned once or twice in the books. Clearly something about these books resonates with fans. Something makes these books so meaningful. Now whether this is the characters, or the world, or the themes, 
I'm not sure, but I'm grateful Harry Potter exists. Whether you come back by page or by the big screen, Hogwarts will always be there to welcome you home. The Harry Potter books have been a big part of my life and have shaped the person I am today. Despite some of their more problematic aspects, I have grown up with the characters. I understand them and I relate to them. I have walked the halls of Hogwarts, I have ridden the Hogwarts Express, and I fought the Death Eaters alongside the Golden Trio. The books are a part of me. It sounds silly, but the Harry Potter series truly brings me so much comfort. After a long day, it's such a relief to be able to fall into Harry's wondrous world. Even though I've read the books quite literally hundreds of times, the magic never seems to fade. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Mischief Managed. Just as sane as I am. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Bloody hell! Turn to page 394. Ready, Fred? Ready, George? Of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. Why should that mean that it's not real? Ronald Weasley! is my home.